When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm here with my two favorite sweethearts, Christopher Mad Dog Russo and Stephen A. Smith. Our next NBA Wednesday doubleheader starts in Cleveland with Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers hosting DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls, 730 Eastern. Then Steph and the Warriors host Paul George and the Clippers. Our coverage tips with NBA Countdown at 7 on ESPN and the app. All right, major story. Let's dive into it. So in the 24-hour window prior to the trade deadline last Thursday, the Warriors made an unsuccessful bid to convince the Lakers and LeBron James to consider a trade to pair him with longtime rival Steph Curry, sources told our Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne. Now, the Warriors were eager to present a deal package to L.A., but neither the Lakers nor James were ultimately willing to explore a potential blockbuster trade. Here's an excerpt from Woj and Ramona's story on .com, which reads this. Buss told Lakeup the Lakers had no desire to trade James, but that he would need to seek the answer on James' state of mind from his agent, Clutch Sports CEO, Rich Paul. Now, as an owner, Buss has operated with the mindset that she wants her star players content with the franchise, and that instructed her thinking on referring Warriors' leadership to James' representation sources said. We are going to bring in Brian Windhorse now. Wendy, we'll get to you in just a moment, sir. Great to have you with us. Good morning. But Stephen A., I want to start with you. What's your reaction to this story and the potential teaming up of Steph and LeBron in the Bay? I would not have loved LeBron James in the Bay Area because, to be quite honest with you, I don't like the Bay Area very much. But I would have loved to have seen LeBron James with Steph Curry, the greatest shooter God has ever created. The story that Woj reported was absolutely on point. Uh, The Golden State Warriors did reach out um, in an effort to acquire LeBron James. The belief is they were definitely willing to offer Klay Thompson along with picks. Um, The Lakers obviously would have wanted Jonathan Kaminga, which is no way in hell the Golden State Warriors were going to surrender. Having said that, LeBron James also killed it immediately because he has no desire to leave. He wants to retire a Laker. The only place that he would consider going if he were not with the Los Angeles Lakers would be the New York Knicks because of the garden and New York and all of that stuff. But even that is a distant second to staying in Los Angeles. And as a result, it is what it is. He's not going anywhere. He's staying exactly where he is. Um, Folks out there wanted to say that Rich Paul killed the deal. Rich Paul ain't killing the damn thing that LeBron James doesn't tell him to kill. If LeBron James tells Rich Paul he wants Rich Paul to do something, even if Rich Paul doesn't want to do it, Rich Paul is going to do what his client wants him to do. So the fact that people are pointing the finger at Rich Paul acting like he killed it, no, LeBron killed it. Because LeBron doesn't want to leave for a multitude of reasons, both personal and professional. That's where we are. Having said all of that, I regurgitate the same comment. To think about LeBron James with Steph Curry the greatest shooter God has ever created. That would have been something spectacular to see Um, for, for Draymond to be his teammate, for LeBron to be on that squad, to have 
Steph Curry with Kaminga playing, even though you wasn't, you was just going to lose Kaminga if that happened. But to have some of the personnel, LeBron with Steph Curry would have been something spectacular to behold. No question about it. But it's not going to happen. Well, what if I told you guys, having talked to sources on this, that LeBron and Steph have actually been thinking about playing together for months and that they actually want to play together for Steve Kerr. And that that is something that they want to see happen where they can win something that would be meaningful and would engage basketball fans around the world. And that is with Team USA this summer with the, with the, with, at the Paris Olympics. That is the, the time that they are going to play together, assuming everybody's healthy and everybody can make it work. And that is something that they have certainly engaged on. And perhaps because of those conversations and perhaps because of what LeBron was uh, you know, passively, aggressively doing with his tweets and his uh, fun with the in the garden last week. I do think that in the NBA, which Ramona and Woj have reported this out on this story, there was some uncertainty about where LeBron was actually at. Even though Rich Paul came out and went on the record saying he's not going to ask for a trade and he's not going to be traded. The actions of, the, of LeBron and the play of the, of the Lakers did leave a little bit of wonder. And so that's why this was experimented with. And you are exactly right, Stephen A. Draymond Green did, in fact, reach out to his agent, Rich Paul, not about their personal business, but about LeBron and said, hey, where was this going to go? And Rich immediately said, no, that's not going to happen. But I actually think it behooves the Lakers. Uh, you may think it unnerved the Lakers, but actually I think it behooved the Lakers to let the let this get asked. Let the Warriors ask Rich Paul because the Lakers were kind of holding the line uh, at the trade deadline. Uh, they didn't like what, what their options were. And even though LeBron was pressuring them, they believed that LeBron was solid and that they didn't need to act like he was going to do something and, 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 you know, maybe walk on them. And so getting LeBron basically to recommit to them, I think only emboldened them to stick with their path, which is make the best of the roster they have now and then re-examine things in the summer. Guys, I do think that there is a, a, a little bit of uncertainty with LeBron in the summer. And I do think that he could really stretch that decision out, not just for the draft, uh, to see what happens with Bronny, but also just to see what happens in the league. I think he could, he wants well, the Lakers when they have better opportunities to, to be more aggressive. But I think he wants to be a Laker, as you said, Stephen A. And I really think he wants to play for $51 million, um, which is what he's contracted for for next year. I want to say this real quick before you chime in, doggy. Number one, are you ready for this, Wendy? I'm not giving up to Jonathan Kaminga. I've been watching this year. I'm, I'm telling you right now, now if I'm going to go to State Warriors, that brother's 21 years old. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up Jonathan Kaminga. Let me get that out the way first. That's number one. Number two, I will say this. It does give you cause to pause as to whatever issues LeBron may have with the Lakers, meaning managerially, you know, from a management perspective. Not Jeannie Buss. I've spoken to Jeannie Buss on several occasions. Jeannie Buss repeatedly has stated her number one priority is LeBron James' happiness. Because of what he means to the organization, what he has done to the organization, the Lakers understand you hear the footsteps of the Clippers climbing on board. You see how they're in championship contention, about to move into a new arena. You understand? LeBron is it. And she knows it. And and the Lakers pride themselves on being a franchise that takes care of their stars. That's her number one priority. LeBron ain't got no issue with her. But Palenka, obviously, you're going to have to make some moves. You know, not necessarily make some moves, but I'm talking about into the future. You're going to have to make sure that you position him to make sure he feels like they're a legit contender. Listen, he's played great for the Lakers, 
But if you look at the history of the Lakers, does LeBron barely crack the top five? He's not West. He's not good. He's not Kobe, and he's not Magic. And Shaq. And Shaq, and he's probably not Elgin Baylor. So no, I wouldn't say Elgin. Uh, Elgin Baylor. Uh, he was great. He was fantastic. Uh, but you only, listen, you only got one ring. But he was, was also. But Elgin, Elgin was a Laker. Yes, but Elgin, brought, Elgin, Elgin was phenomenal. But he didn't win. And he was their first star. He okay. got there from Minneapolis. Okay. LeBron parachuted in yep. from other locations. But, say, but still saved the day because they were in a dormant state. They saved the they day were awful. To, to what? They, 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 they won were, a they, they won a chip. Yeah, they, they won it in October they won, they won in a, a pandemic they in they Orlando, won a chip. Florida. They won a chip. Be fair. They, they, we are be being fair. fair. We are uh, being fair. That was a. Uh, I'm not saying a championship isn't worthy, mm. but I'm saying that championship's not the same as a parade in June down Hollywood Boulevard. Cool. Okay, Got they it. won a championship six months after the season was stopped. Have they been in a final since? They have not. Okay. Have they won a conference final game since? They got swept last year by Denver. So, in essence, I think LeBron's probably got a lot of work to do still with the Laker fandom of where he stacks historically with that fan base. And if he would have left to go play with the Warriors and, and uh, Curry, there'd be a lot of people, really, LeBron? You're 39 years of age. You're the second greatest player of all time. You won championships in Cleveland, Miami. You're going to leave us again now? Really? Uh, you're 30. You got a kid at USC. Now you're going to bail out on it. I think it actually would have done harm for him. So I actually like the idea that he firmly said, I'm a Laker. And I think now he will end his career as a Laker, which is what I think we all want to see anyway. And again, to break that Laker hierarchy with fans, not with the owner. With fans, with people who go to that arena, you know, to break Kobe, Magic, Ch- Kareem, I don't know if he's going to have to win another championship there. He's going to have to win another one. He's not West. He's not Kobe. He's not Magic. He's not Kareem. He's not Shaq. And he's probably not Elgin Baylor. So, I mean, you got five or six guys. And, you know, you want me to bring up James Worthy? You want me to bring I was, up? I, I mean, getting, there's a lot of other I, guys. I was, I was getting ready to mention James I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys I was getting ready there. to mention James Worthy. Boom. No question. I mean, you're going to work hard to put Magic in the top eight or nine in the history of the Lakers right now. And he may not like that, but he's only been there for four or five years. He's won one championship in, in Orlando, Florida, with nobody there in October. Stay put. Win there. Okay. okay. Wendy, you have the final word. Yeah, I, I would just say that I think part of this, and I know this isn't just as much fun, Part of this was there are two teams in the Warriors and Lakers who had nothing going at the trade deadline, were underachieving, they're ninth and 10th in the standings, and they're just trying to make something happen. Uh, you know, if they, were, if they had a real deal, either of them, this wouldn't have gone on. So, like, there's obviously all kinds of ripple effects and stuff like this, but yeah. the underlying thing was there are two teams that are, you know, exp- you know expensive, high profile, high expectations, aging kind of flailing around the deadline last week that, you know, leads to stuff like this. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Wendy, it's certainly a fun thought experiment for us fans. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. What up? It's Roger Cruz, NASCAR driver in the Craftsman Truck Series for Chevrolet and also a senior at the... Winston-Salem State University. So to me personally, uh, to live black history every day is just being authentic to myself um, and bringing our culture into the sport of NASCAR, which I've grown to love since I was a little child. Being authentic to myself, you know, on and off the racetrack and being a good sportsman and a good person, I cherish this responsibility and it's really a blessing to chase my dreams and also represent really where I'm from. In honor of Black History Month, we provide a spotlight for difference makers in the HBCU community who are doing outstanding work. That was just Raja Karuth from Winston-Salem State, who has a special message for famous alum, Mr. Stephen A. I just wanted to say a huge thank you to first taking Stephen A for the nomination. But honestly, Stephen A, I wanted to say thank you for everything you've done for Winston-Salem State University and our culture because, man... You're a great example of living black history. So we're uh, super thankful for you. And uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I really, really do. You know, I always get touched by stuff like that, especially from my alma mater, which means the world to me. I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for Winston-Salem State. So yep. I'm incredibly grateful. Grateful to everybody there. Thank you. Thank you so that much. That laid the foundation for who you are today and your successful career. And uh, Shannon Sharp also went to an HBCU okay. as well. And look at the two of you shining. Yeah. All right. like that. <laughs> Let's pivot here back to the NFL. As we take a look at the 49ers who fell short to Mahomes and the Chiefs yet again. Kyle Shanahan has failed to capitalize in the Super Bowl in his coaching career. The Falcons blew a 25-point lead when he was the offensive coordinator. Most recently, the 49ers have blown 10-point leads in each of their Super Bowl appearances under Shanahan against the Chiefs. Shanahan addressed the media yesterday and was pressed on folding in big games. Take a listen. When you say big games, like we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. Um, We've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. Um, the fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how many, how much we've been game, win games or big games, and I think you guys are aware of that. Um, but it's, you know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. All right, Marcus Spears back here with us. Hey, Swagoo. Uh, tell me this. Do you trust Shanahan to win the big games? 
No. And we got to put this in context. Kyle Shanahan wants to go through a litany of games that you win in order to get to the Super Bowl. We're not judging you on that, Kyle Shanahan. Everybody, I hope everybody understands and assumes that the big game, meaning Super Bowl. First of all, let's give Kyle Shanahan credit. He's a great head coach, a phenomenal head coach, a winner by all contexts. But the big game is considered the Super Bowl because you've made the appearances there and you've had leads into the fourth quarter and lost all three of them. Now, I give a little bit of pause because that was Tom Brady and obviously Patrick Mahomes, the two greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game, in my opinion. But when you are in these games and when you are 0-3 in these situations as we watch this unfold and you've had opportunities to win them, then we got to start questioning if you can get over the hump. And it brings us back to more questions about the quarterbacks that you've had, the situations that you're in, that you put your team in when you are in these particular situations. We talked about the 28-3 comeback with the New England Patriots. We talked about not running the football. And why would you give Tom Brady all of those opportunities by continuing to pass the ball? The first Kansas City opportunity, Jimmy Garoppolo missed a pass. That has nothing to do with Kyle Shanahan, but you still had a 10-point lead in that game. And then this game in particular, when you start talking about the overtime and taking the football, and I thought he was non-aggressive with trying to push the envelope in the second half, it has to be in question about big games when it comes to the Super Bowl. But he's right. You have to win big ones to get there, but we not just judging Kyle Shanahan on on winning playoff games anymore. You've been there enough and you're 0-3 in them situations. Listen, uh, I think that I thought Shanahan was a little defensive there. Don Shula, before he beat the Washington to win his first Super Bowl, had lost three or four big games and he said, listen, I got it. I got to win one of these games. And if Shula can say it, then I'm going to buy the fact that Shanahan has to win one of these uh, these quote-unquote Super Bowl games. But I agree with Swagoo's other point. Think about this for a second. He's lost now. He can't the offensive corner, coordinator's uh, role. He's lost four of these kind of games in the last five years. He lost to Brady. He lost to Mahomes twice. And he lost to Matthew Stafford. Those are... Two, as Swagu said, one and two all-time at quarterback, and Stafford's going to the Hall of Fame. He had Garoppolo, Brock Purdy, and Matt Ryan. So he lost. I mean, you got to give him a little break. I mean, geez. Yeah, I mean, he lost twice to Mahomes. That game the other day could have gone either way if, in fact, that ball did not hit the punt ret- the blocker on the punt return. I think San Francisco wins the game. I didn't like what he did in overtime. I definitely would have kicked off first. I am not giving Mahomes any extra down under any circumstances. I know Lynch said yesterday, well, the defense was gassed, but that was not Shanahan's explanation. Shanahan said he wanted the possession in the third down, on the third possession if there was both teams had scored. And then the Chiefs said, after that, hold on, nonsense. We would have gone for two to win the game. So there wouldn't have been a third possession. So they didn't organize that properly, and there were some issues there. You could have a case with Shanahan on Sunday, but that game could have gone either way, and they lost that game because the quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. He didn't go down the field once. He went down the field twice. He went at the end of regulation, and then he goes again in overtime. And when you lose to him twice, Brady and Stafford, Shanahan's a hell of a coach. He'll win one of these eventually. Yeah, there's some things you don't love. He's a, he'll win a Super Bowl. He's a heck of a coach. I'm going to give him a pass in 2024. I'm going to give him a pass as well. But it's something that's important that needs to be said. 
And it's not you play to win the game, as Herm Edwards so eloquently stated years ago. It's that if we're going to talk about greatness, we're going to talk about immortality, as you like to bring up, doggy. If we want to bring up what the players don't do, how do we get to ignore what the coach hasn't done? There is nobody that should question the greatness of my of Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan is a great coach. He truly is. He's proven that time and time and time again. And I would remind everybody that when he went to those Super Bowls, his Super Bowl quarterbacks were Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. Okay? And he went against Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And Stafford. Okay. Yes, sir, and Stafford, right? And so I'm looking at it from that standpoint. Here's my issue. You got to win one of those games. You see, it's not that Shanahan lost. And this is what I want Kyle Shanahan to understand. Sir, it's not that you lost. It's that you had a 25-point lead as the offensive coordinator when you were in There we go. There we go. Get to it. And then you had had back-to-back double-digit leads against Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City. It's not like it was nip and tuck. They scored. You scored. And, you know, there's a play here or there. You had double-digit leads in each Super Bowl you lost. And even though Dan Quinn was the head coach in Atlanta, you were the offensive play caller. It was your show. You were running things. Just like we know you're running things. We see John Lynch up there. John Lynch answers to Kyle Shanahan. Ain't the other way around. John Lynch answers to Kyle Shanahan. Everybody knows that Kyle Shanahan runs the San Francisco 49ers. You go as he says you go. And so when you have double-digit leads, not one, not two, but on three occasions with a Super Bowl championship on the line, two of those double-digit leads were in the fourth quarter. Now, the double-digit lead that you had this time around was in the first, second quarter, second quarter, really. But the other two, it was the fourth quarter when you had those double-digit leads. You got outscored 21 to nothing a few years ago when you lost to Kansas City in the fourth quarter. Okay? You got – New England overcame a 25-point deficit. At some point in time, it is about palms getting sweaty, backsides getting tight. Except we ain't talking about the player, we talking about the coach. Because that, that decision that comes into play, you talk about analytics, nobody wants to hear about analytics at that moment in time. We understand what the analytics tell you coming into the game, but you the play, you're the play caller, you're the decision maker, you're the boss. And in that moment, with a Super Bowl title on the line, okay, knowing that Patrick Mahomes gets the ball first, And if he gets the ball first, then you understand what your situation is. And then you are the one with the ball in your hands. You can score a touchdown and elect to go for a two-point conversion. You can do a lot of different things. Knowing that, and you still took the ball first. I'm not saying that it's definitively egregious or what have you. But the questions that are being asked are highly, highly legitimate questions about Kyle Shanahan acknowledging his greatness, but somebody that can't close, period. Stephen A. A. Mad Dog, we got got a bunch of conversations to have this offseason. And one of them that we alluded to is Matt Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Brock Purdy. Now, we've had questions. I've already had the question, is Brock Purdy good enough for the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl? We all believe, I think we believe, that that answer is yes, because we watched him have success in the playoffs. 
We looked at Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has been the MVP of this league. Obviously, he played against Tom Brady. And then, obviously, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City twice with Kyle Shanahan. Those are the questions that you have to ask. And what Stephen A. just alluded to and brought up is the point. All right? You know your quarterbacks aren't on that level. So, Mad Dog, who are we looking at to overcome that? Where do we go when we say these two quarterbacks are matched up and we know this one is going to make the plays? We know this, the coach on the other sideline has supreme confidence in the guy that's the signal caller, Andy Reid, that being, and obviously it was Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels at the time. They have supreme confidence in their guys, and rightfully so, because they two are the best to ever do it. I got a guy that can play, that's solid, but I'm going to have to help him. More than these guys will need help. So that is the question we get to as well with Kyle Shanahan. And I tweeted this during the second half of this game, of the Super Bowl. I said, I don't understand why we don't see the creativity, the the trying to create explosive plays from Kyle Shanahan. Now, a lot of people look at that differently. But when I looked at the game, my thought process is Pat Mahomes on the other sideline. Why are you not aggressive? Why are there not multiple shots down the field? Why isn't George Kittle getting the football? It seems that Andy Reid was able to get Travis Kelsey matched up in the second half the way he needed to be in order to impact the game. See, these are the questions of why we have these conversations about Kyle Shanahan when it comes to having leads in games. And then it seems that either you become non-aggressive or or like Stephen A. said, palms get sweaty and backsides get tight. That's why it's a question about the big games. Well, think about this is what I would have done quickly, and then we'll, we'll go to a break here. Yeah. Second and five, 235 to go in the game. Mm-hmm. San Francisco ball at the Kansas City 35-yard line. McCaffrey just ran for five yards. Give the ball to McCaffrey two more times and say, Christian, five yeah, yards, Lord. we win the game. Yeah. Yep. He threw the ball twice. Yep. Five yards. Yeah. One behind Trent Williams. You know yeah. about linemen. No, no, no. Questionable decision. Five Absolutely. yards, and the game is over. Moody yeah. kicks a kick. We're not talking yeah. about this right no, now. You're so right. You know it's not a questionable decision, though. Fresh off their Super Bowl win, the Chiefs have signed their defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnola, to an extension today. Well deserved. Oh, he's done a hell of a job. Well deserved. My goodness. That yes, defense? Indeed. We had no idea they were going to be that good. Yeah, good point. Youngest defense in the, the NFL. Job he's done with that, the job he's done with that defense right now, Steve Spagnuolo deserves to be the highest paid defensive coordinator in the game. 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-4 New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. 
Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's time to check in with our angriest of all the dogs. Really drive me freaking crazy. It's my favorite thing on television. Oh, that's He's always blaming somebody else. Batman, Shadehead, let me finish. What's the matter with that gas? That is absurd. We didn't know that. The score was in the end. Now, no, what? What the? But crying out loud, play better football. Now that drove me nuts. Me. I can't hear you, gosh darn it. They took my headset off. It's not a smart play. I'm worried about your blood pressure. That ball at me. All right, fire it up. Game time, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the energy going. We're ready to go? Yeah, let's you go. Ready? You already got the two of you here let's today. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Number Make one, it anybody see that NFL uh, today historical look on CBS at the pregame on Sunday at 1 o'clock? They did a great job. Anybody see it? No. It was 60 minutes. They did a great job. So I went to look because Brent Musburger and Jane Kennedy were still alive and they were there. I went to look to see who got the Rosetta Award this year. Because the Rosetta Award was uh, announced this week. Yeah. It was Fred Gadelli. Nobody's knocking Fred, but it was Fred Gadelli. Do you know that Brent Musburger, Brent, who founded the NFL today, he's the first guy who put pregame analysis on any kind of television. Do you know that he has not been honored yet with the Rosetta Award in Canada? That is is unbelievable. It is. is. That is freaking. Listen, Brent's not everybody's cup of tea. I I understand. He could probably rub people the wrong way, but Brent was not good. He was tremendous with that show, and he's the reason why we do 5,000 hours. He's the reason why CBS did five hours on Sunday. Canada, Ohio should be embarrassed, and I'm not going to go through the list of names who are somehow won that award, but Earth Cross is on it. I love Berman. He's on it. James Brown is on it. They're all on it. Brent started it. I can't believe it. That kid in Ohio, that was award was in the start of the 18, in 1989 when Rizzo left the commissioner's job. They wanted to honor him. You must give Brent that award. He's 84 years of age. What are you waiting for? It's Brian B- one, Gowdy's one, Enberg's yeah. one. He is the pregame. Oh, that is a disgrace. I've been meaning to say that for a long time, and Sunday at 1 o'clock when I saw it, gave me perfect fodder. That is so right. no question about it, number one. Let me say this to y'all both. First of all, you're right on point 1,000 percent. That's number one. Number two, this is why you have a younger generation that sits around and says, the hell with everything. Because when you have somebody as accomplished as a Brent Musburger, and he may not be everybody's cup of tea personality-wise, that has nothing to do with the greatness he put on display. You are looking live. Oh, yeah. That was his opening hey. line. He was phenomenal. There is no excuse I for him not being honored by now. Zero. Yes. First time I was ever on TV, he was filling in on College Football Live. I was reading emails. And I had to toss to him. I was a nervous wreck. Wow. I was shaking. All I had to do was read the email off the card. That's how old I am. Twitter wasn't even around yet. Right. I was a nervous wreck. Brent Legend. Musburger. Legend. Yeah. Hey, icon. I Swagoo, Swagoo? Take on it. I agree with you, Mad Dog. Brent Musburger called my national championship game at LSU. 
And then later that night, Stuart Scott called the highlights. Wow. Was the highlight wow. of my college wow. career. Wow. That Having is incredible. both of those guys yeah. talk about my game and that interception that I had. And I got a chance to work with Brick Musburger. You are absolutely right. He yeah. should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. this is, I mean, yeah. what Legend. is Canton doing? No, I got so right. one. So right. It's going to change now that yeah. you just said well, this. Well, you know, I'm not the only one. Dan Patrick's been on this. There's been, uh, Nance mentioned right. it in the right. game. Right. Right. Legend's the nail right. Nance and Patrick. They're right. Yeah. All right. Here's number two. All right. I had Sean McManus, who's a wonderful guy and a tremendous president. I had him on radio on Thursday. So we talked about the Taylor Swift coverage. Sean, do you overdo it? And he gave me the statistic, and like an idiot, I bought it. Oh, let's hear it. In the AFC championship game, she was on for 38 seconds. All right, that sounds like not that big a deal. This past week... Because we asked, well, how much are you going to run to her? He says, well, we don't go to her too much, and here's evidence. This past week, she was on the quote-unquote, it was an overtime game, for 55 seconds. All right, doesn't sound that bad. Yeah. They went to that box 12 times! 12 times! Yeah, he only caught one ball in the first half! I'm not interested! They couldn't pick out Len Dawson out of a lineup for crying out loud! You think they know who Curry Cope was? I mean, 10, 12 times, 12 times, he had one catch in the first half. I mean, on defense, crossing her finger, oh my, and listen, I understand she's a huge, huge star, and I love the relationship, I swear to God, I love the relationship, on the field, it's legit and everything else, but it's a football game, that's what it is, it is a football game, and every, and you know why, now you know why fans get annoyed in well, they want the Chiefs to win, so he gets all the calls because they want to capitalize on Taylor Swift. Now, that's a nonsensical thought, but fans think that way. Twelve times? That's three, four times a quarter for crying out loud. And they trailed three-fifths of the game. Oh, my God. She was worried. She was worried. She was worried. She was worried. She was worried you about the outcome. Right. She was worried about the outcome. Hey, here's all I know. All I know is... Over 120 million people. Wow. Well, the overtime. Let me, can I just say one thing before you jump in here, Swaggo? One yeah. thing why you can't hate on this at all. She's bringing so many more women and younger audience to the game. She really is. Look up those statistics. You do understand that Dougie doesn't care about that. More viewers. It's growing the game. It's growing the sport yes. we love. Dougie has women in it's this household. It's growing your wallet. Dougie has women in this household that he doesn't want watching the game with them. I know. I was with the wife the other day. I was with him and the wife. She, he was like, why are you here in the old house? That's who you're listening to right now. Why are you here? Marcus, what do you think? Was 12 times too much? No, 12 times not too much. She a global icon. She's one right. of the most recognizable people I have no in problem the world. I have no problem. And Doggy, let me ask you a question, Doggy. What does the what does the E stand for in the beginning of ESPN, Doggy? Entertainment. Entertainment. All right. Okay. Even though that game was on CBS. Even though that game was on CBS. You guys don't like that. I know it was. I'm just talking about entertainment. 
She is nope. one of the best entertainers yeah. in the world. Yeah. Mad Dog, they're going to show her a little bit. Number three. Now, you know, I told you for weeks, you know, uh, on Thanksgiving, Christmas tree, you know, I want to be left alone. Christmas, hey, Christmas tree. I want to be Uh-oh. left alone. Uh-oh. So I had a big break on Sunday because I had nobody at home and I was captured in my little office. And once again, I had all sorts of bets, and I'm not talking little bets. I'm talking, we'll get to that later, big bets on this game. Big bets. So my wife, lovely Jeannie, decided that she was going to play some boxes with some of her friends at the liquor store, at the training center. You know, those little boxes? Yeah. You know, $5 a box. There's not a lot of, but my wife got a little gambling itch over the weekend. So I had, she was, you know, for the most part, she was wrapped up in it. Now, here's the good thing. I didn't hear a word from her. One half of the house, I'm in this half of the house. Oh, my gosh. Until the overtime. (laughs) Oh, my God. And here were the questions I got. She comes into the office. She says, hi, let's talk. (laughs) It's over. Shuts the door and says, what happens if there's a tie? A tie. Gene, the game's over. They split the Lombardi Trophy in half. They get one and the Chiefs get half and they get half. (laughs) She bought it for 20 minutes, by the way. That's the one. But number two is even worse. One in overtime. And I got all sorts of bets in overtime. She says, "Do my friend wants to know, because of the numbers, it changes. Do they kick the extra point in overtime? What? Jeannie, I don't care about the stupid boxes. I don't care about the extra point. With X26, 25, you're going to win $73.25. Nobody in America cares. And I got all upset at her. Did you talk to her like that? Yes. Oh and she shut God. the door, ran out, and I had to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, hold, on. Much, wow. hold on. No, it is, she it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's Wednesday, and you haven't spoken to the say, wife you know what? Sunday. I will, I will say, in your defense, now, first of all, I love oh, that she's guy, into man. it. I love that she's having fun with her friends. I love any time women watch the show, watch the game, et cetera. But when you're really into something... And people start asking you questions, and yes. it is yes. it is annoying. I will give you that. It That's is not the worst. Time. Like I'm not trying to teach you football. We've only had two overtime Super Bowls but, in the history. This isn't the time. What happens? What happens if they tie, Jeannie? They split it in half. The game's over. <laughs> That's messed up. That's messed up. You have to talk to me. Now Man you're no. gonna find out. So what are you? Later. So what are you gonna do for Valentine's Day? Well, you're gonna find out a little later it. why I was doubly upset because I'm gonna show you the plays okay. that I had. Okay. And you're gonna say, well, now I really get it. But how are you? How are you gonna make up for it now that you're the in the doghouse? Thing? I told her. I said, honey. I texted her. She's not talking to me. I said, would you like to go out for a couple of cocktails tonight at the Roger Sherm? <laughs> oh, a couple of cocktails? Six o'clock. He said, I'll let he you know. The- oh! <laughs> That's my girl. Keep them on ice. Well, let me ask you this. Let's, 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 before you on, let's ask Molly this question. Yeah. Because I'm willing to bet. Why is it that when ladies... Yeah. Want to interrupt you at those worst moments, like when you're watching something, you're into something. Yeah. You not only talk to the man, you actually block the view. Oh, always. <laughs> it's like you put the face in the view. Always. You block the view. You Why do you do that? You need the eye contact. You're you trying do. to say, like, nothing's block more important than us. Block the TV. Nothing's more important Why? than us. You got the eye contact. I mean, We're trying to talk. And I got to break down if they kick the extra point. No, and it's not, it's not just Should've women. Should have the game. It's, it's not just women. It's like head I gotta see it live. It's not just women. It's like you're born in there. My daughters are children, and they do it. Yeah. Daddy, 
daddy. Yeah. I'm like, what is that? Why daddy. are you in my face? Could you move out the way? Oh, I don't God. get it. Like, you're oh born God. with it. They it doesn't make no sense. Anyway, oh oh. I had a lot more to give you. I was going to throw you the Green Bay 65, 66, 67. Oh, would you stop? No one cares. No one cares about that anymore. I'm going to do a tell them why you're mad about being in the 50s. Yes, no. How much was she going to win? How much was she going to win playing the little boxes? Dollars. Not a lot. And believe me, I bet a little more than 70 Yeah, we know. You probably had 10 racks. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. All-time great, the greatest ever um, at this position. Top five in the world. I mean, top five ever. You know, so you give him a look like that for the game, he is licking his chops. Mm. All right. Mad Dog, you just heard KD. Uh, top five top ever. You agree? No. Uh, how do I make him top five ever when I got Kareem, Wilton, Russell, and LeBron and Jordan? That's five right there. I didn't give you Magic. I didn't give you Bird. I didn't give you Duncan. I didn't give you Shaq. I mean, how in the world could he be top five? He's not even better than Durant. And I'm going to have to put Durant in the top ten. That's Listen, he's a nice shooter. Nobody's arguing. Nice. A nice shooter? That is disrespectful and that is messed up. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Let me interject he's an amazing shooter. Let me interject because this is a quick second. I get where you're coming from. Here's what, in all seriousness, first of all, I don't put Wilt up in there as phenomenal as he was because he has a, two titles to Will, to Bill Russell's 11, and they were nemesis. So I, so I look at it from that perspective, but I get what you're saying. Here's the only part that I want you to understand, and it's just a consideration. No, he may not be top five, but he's the greatest shooter on earth. He's the greatest shooter we've ever seen. When you consider his range, how, how you have to guard him from the time he steps past half court. And a defense has to put its head on a swivel. I know that Magic Johnson is the greatest quintessential point guard who ever lived. But when you talk about impact from that position, because of what he creates, the fear, the fright that he implements, that he invokes because of his marksmanship, I think that you have to look at it from that perspective and easily have him as top 10. Easily? Yes. Because of because of the impact he has on uh, offense, because of the range you gotta, and how accurate a 40% career shooter, 41% shooter from three-point range, and, and he could pull up from 40. You 40. Got, you got a series to win for your life. Right. I gave you a choice. Hmm. Curry or Bird? Game winner? No. To win the series. Okay. Four games to get one shot. Because I agree with you shot. about that. Okay, you know what? I'm you got to take Bird. I'm going to tell you what I say all the time. 
I'd give some. I'd give Bird the last two minutes almost. Uh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking I'm about overall. Is overall? I got to look at Curry too. All right, all right. Well, Bird was a bad brother and big and could do more things. I get that, but I'm just talking about the impact of Curry's shooting ability and what havoc that causes. How do we ignore that as basketball people? He's a wonderful shooter. I'm not disputing that, but from an overall perspective, you want to put him in the top ten in the history of the but league. But it's not just about and shooting, and it's not just like literally just shooting. You literally I have know. the fear you, of God in you. From the time he courses mid-court. And that compromises defenses all over the place and opens up the floor for other people around you because you're worried about him pulling up from 40. We've never seen this. Never. Never. That's the difference. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards, scoring beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Nice little shooter. Nice little shoe. Coming up. Uh, Some wonderful, absolutely marvelous lady just texted me from a 203 area code to say to me that Mad Dog Russo's interpretation of how things went down this weekend was, quote, not quite how it Oh, I know 203, because that's my zip code. I just want to New say New Haven that. County. No, I, I didn't know want to say Fairfield. But, I just want to say this. Well, no, you 203 can, is New Haven County. But I said, uh, now you hear, you're funny. All of all a right, sudden, you, you got relationships. I got to be careful. Okay, how'd you do with those uh, bets? Look at these, these bets. Now, now you know why I got ticked off by getting interrupted. Yeah. I had McCaffrey over four and a half receptions for San Francisco. A prop bet. South Point last week, I won that. Okay. I had more. I had, and the other one I won easy was Watson. Yeah who had 16 and a half yards. But look at the other three. They all occurred in overtime. I needed Kansas City to convert a fourth down without a penalty. What does he do on a fourth and one in OT? He runs around the right end. I want a huge bet. And then I had Kansas City on two parlays. So I had a money line. Money line, no points. So And I also had Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes. Hey. So what happens on this the last is, play is- of the game? He threw a touchdown pass. So on the last play of the game, I won the hey. I won four pass. <laughs> and I got my wife walking in. Hey, hey what happens when they kick the extra Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm so excited you won four bets. Five. But Jeannie's texting Stephen A. So what's the game plan here to address the situation? You know, you You should not so happy on TV. You stay out of it. You better go straight. What are you doing? Listen, I'm not going to the flower show. Saks Fifth Avenue, Bergdorf Goodman. You need some other. You need some other. You want me to go with you? I'll help you pick it out. Underhand flowers. I better get going. (laughs) 